Hello and welcome to the Oi Let's Talk podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Gemma. Two friends talking fitness, mindset, business and everything else in between. We really mean everything. Expect banter, education and organised chaos. Your Your new new podcast podcast besties. besties. Welcome back to another episode of Oi Let's Talk. We are back in business and we're kicking off with a Q&A. I bet you guys have missed us. I know that we've missed doing this as well. I am so excited to be back. So good. And obviously by now you guys know that we've had a bit of a facelift. <laughs> we've definitely leveled up. We've been talking about it and I'm so glad we, we have done it. And if you're listening to this in your AirPods right now, you probably don't know what the hell we're talking about. So we definitely recommend that you jump on over to our YouTube and our TikTok because we are recording all of our podcasts. So if you are somebody who likes to actually sit and watch a podcast, you can tune on in and watch it the full episodes on YouTube, which yeah. is super fucking exciting. So good. You can watch it with us. You can have more long form content. You can see that the audio and the actual space is definitely leveled up. And you get to stare at our beautiful faces <laughs> for like 40 minutes. How we good. That. <laughs> all right. Let's get straight into it, I reckon. Let's go. We had so many questions, and I think it's because we had a little bit of a hiatus on the podcast, which we want to say thank you guys, because whenever you guys ask us a question, it means so much, because it means we get more content to produce, and also we get to answer the questions that you guys want to know. Yeah. And there is some good ones. Really good questions. I love that they're all very different in topic, from business to friendship to mindset to literally everything. And every time I read it, it just means that somebody's engaging with us they're enjoying what we're doing and it just further motivates me to make more podcast content a hundred percent yeah all righty let's do it question number one tips to overcome the mental challenges challenges rather (laughs) of an injury um i'll kick off with um things that i've kind of gone through because I know that with myself and with clients if you're on a roll with training it can be really hard mentally to have to have that forced stop Mm -hmm. so I myself um, I think I got sick just before my birthday or just after my birthday last year and I was in bed and out of action for three to five days and I really struggled with that so I'm not gonna lie you can't just probably turn that off but I think that what helped was acknowledging the fact that I was sad that I couldn't train and then coming up with a game plan or at least a shift of focus and also remembering that it is short term. It can feel like it's forever or that you're stuck in that particular spot, but you just have to think in terms of averages. And when it comes to one week out of a 52 week year that you're out of action, it doesn't actually make that big of a difference and you'll be back in no time. So that would be my tip would be acknowledging that you're probably gonna be a bit sad, trying to redirect if you're stuck at home in bed, is there something you can learn or watch that's gonna keep your mind ticking over and just knowing that it's not gonna hurt you in the long run yeah so I I feel the exact same way so I I don't even think I've even spoken about this on the podcast but I had a minor tear in my rotator cuff years ago from reformer Pilates I'm now a Pilates girly mind you <laughs> so I started doing Pilates one time a week four days of weight training but eight yeah this was like four years ago I had a rotator cuff injury and I had to rehab my shoulder for probably eight months so I couldn't do any overhead pressing any bench pressing nothing pretty much using my upper body and I remember feeling, because I'm very routine driven and training is a part of my daily routine, I literally felt like I couldn't do anything. I was like, my whole identity has almost been stripped away. But what helped me in that moment was actually redirecting my focus and setting new goals that I could easily achieve. So 
instead of going to the gym four times a week, it was more realistic for me to go twice and only hit lower body. It was also more realistic for me to get my 10,000 steps in instead of just lying in bed all day feeling sorry for myself because I did do that for a little bit of time. And guys, I'm not saying that we're not allowed to like sit in our emotions and do all the things, but I definitely think redirecting your focus and setting some more realistic and achievable goals in the times where you are nursing an injury, but also allowing your time to rest. Because if you are constantly on the go, you're not going to actually have adequate time for recovery at all. Yeah. And we go through phases in life. What we're doing now and how we're going with, say, if you're studying or with workload or with social Mm. events, it's going to change in terms of how much time you can dedicate to training and to different goals. If you're going through a period of injury, like you've said, and what, like I've said, you redirect to what can you actually do during that time? Because it's a positive shift in thinking rather than thinking about what you can't do. Focus on what you can readjust the frequency that you can train and then again like as life goes on you can ramp it up again and things can change yeah yeah 100 percent. i agree and also as well like gem said just to tie it off a couple of days off during your training a couple of months off sounds like a long time but if you've been training for a really long time you're only going to come back 10 times bigger and better anyways absolutely all right, question number two. Let's go with two. It is best business advice when it comes to tax time. Okay, prefacing, we're not financial advisors. We are not tax agents, none of the things. Yep. But I think my biggest advice to you is when you're starting a business or even if you're already in your business and you're not really sure what to do with your income or where your money's coming from is definitely set up two separate bank accounts. So I've always had obviously my personal bank account and then my business bank account. And from my business bank account, I also have two bank accounts from that, which is a tax account and then a business account. So I'm putting away whatever percentage into my tax account every single time I'm getting paid to ensure when tax rolls around, because I pay them quarterly, that I'm ahead of time and I'm not ever behind on my tax. Absolutely. My advice is definitely with the... And get a good tax agent. Yeah, I was going to lead in Nigel, with... Nigel, I, I love gonna, you. <laughs> I was going to say Steph, Iron Advisory. <laughs> but for, for me, the two points would be when I started my business, the first thing I thought of is my strength is not finances. My strength is not in accounting. And I'm going to outsource the things that I know that someone else is going to be much more efficient at and that can guide me with what to do. And I wanted to start my business off on the right foot. So I booked in kind of a strategy session and then I basically asked her to help manage my my business in terms of tax and the same advice she gave me was one we kind of put a plan of how I want my business to go for the next 12 months which gave me a lot of clarity and two I set up everything in my business so anything that gets paid like you do goes into a business account I don't touch that it goes straight into tax savings as well again it just gives us peace of mind when it comes to tax time it shouldn't be a stressful time into financial year and then I pay myself a wage and that whole system creates distance between that amount of money that's in my account and it also provides clarity of where what's coming in and what's coming out yep and it also means that anything that you're wanting to put on your business any business expense any things that you're paying for are all coming out of that same account so you don't have 50 different things coming out of multiple different accounts and then when tax time comes it's quite hard for you to actually allocate what you have spent during the year or during your quarter or anything like that but number one advice get a really good tax agent that knows your industry as well. I think that's really important because I, for a long time, had pretty crappy tax agents. Sorry if they're listening to this, not that they would, (laughs) but pretty crappy tax agents that didn't actually understand the work that I was doing because obviously 
being an online coach or a personal trainer in the fitness industry, doing what we do, it is very different to your normal, regular nine to five. We're not getting pay slips on a salary, et cetera. It is really different. So having someone that understands small business specifically in the area that you work is really important too. That is exactly what happened to me the three years prior to me choosing my new accountant. It was very old school, very everything's printed in books, very sends you um, like a written, everything was just very old school and what I would deem as inefficient as to what we could be doing. And I just kind of dealt with that because it was just someone that was recommended to me. And then I thought when I go into this new business, that's not it. And the reason that I chose my accountant is one, because she has a history of being a power lifter. Two, she she really is good with social media, which meant that I knew that she was going to understand what I did. And three, her marketing and messaging was on point. So I think that whoever you find, one, you want to align with them. Two, you want them to understand what you're doing, like you've said, Mm. and don't settle for a shit accountant because that is the crux of of how, you know, your comings and goings and the success of your business comes down to finances. It makes such a huge impact in your business, having someone that understands and is 100% in your corner. Yeah. Okay, question three. Um, Oh, actually, this isn't a question, but... We have to mention this because it's actually so fucking There's cute. There's a few of these cute ones. It yeah. makes me really happy. Which makes me so happy that we're actually fucking back doing this. 100%. We have people that love listening to us and I'm so appreciative of it as well. I just want to give you all a fucking... I just want to squeeze you all, actually. I want to get violent a in a loving way. All right. So this little... It wasn't a question, as I said. A little bit more of a comment. Wanted to say that you two are such a dynamic duo and love listening to you both. <laughs> we love you. Us like getting awkward with compliments, but we're also like, oh my God, we love you so much. (laughs) All right. Question three. If you had to choose a tattoo for each other without knowing, what would you choose? So if you had to choose a tattoo, (laughs) I don't know. Okay. You go first. So if you had to choose, if Jem had to choose a tattoo for me and I had to choose one for her and we didn't know what we were going to choose for each other, what would you choose? Already got it. Actually, I kind of know too. It's Kiki's head. I was going to say Finn's head. It's it's Kiki's head, which is um, Kate's dog, um, Angel. Just a head, maybe a side profile, just a little portrait with her ears back back somewhere on your arm. I'm just imagining it. I actually would say, yeah, either Kate in bold letters, somewhere (laughs) super visible, right on the lower back, (laughs) or a picture of Finn, like a portrait of Finn. Like Finn's side profile, long nose. Also, guys, if you don't know who Finn is, where the fuck have you been? Like, we've clearly spoken about our dogs on this podcast (laughs) multiple times, but if you don't know who Finn is, he is the love of both of our lives. Gemma's dog. He is a miniature bull terrier. He has a long nose and... Like a Finn. Like a a Finn. (laughs) And that's what, I mean, I would be happy to do that. Book in tomorrow. Set it up. Ben. <laughs> if Ben's ben. listening, please do these tattoos on us. Ben, ben Smith tattoo? Both. Well, there's Ben Thomas ben art. Ben Thomas art. And that's who I was thinking yes, of. Two Ben's owning the one, one tattoo studio. One studio is too much. Too but either way, we'll, we'll set that up. Yeah. I'll go into the next question, which is tips for... Oh, wow. <laughs> Start that again. <laughs> tips for staying productive and how you organize your day. Okay. I'm kicking this one off Go for because it. I am the queen of routine. If I, <laughs> me just self-appointing, <laughs> queen of routine, bitches. But I am the queen of routine. And if I do not follow my daily routine, I'm in all sorts. I become a mean person. I'm snappy. It's a whole thing because I, I really thrive when I have structure around my day. And I think this comes with 
starting my own business and working for myself. Because obviously when I did used to work a nine to five, you have that nine to five structure where when you start working for yourself, it is a little bit, a little bit more, you have more freedom to do whatever you want, which for me turns into not Not being productive. Yeah. And then almost avoiding the things that I need to do. So my number one thing is I love to set myself up with a morning routine. So making sure that I'm following my morning routine every single day, which we'll go into a little bit more detail about later, um, because that'll take like 20 minutes of the podcast (laughs) because it's extensive. Um, And then also time blocking. Yeah. So I know, I think you're a huge advocate for time blocking too. So I time block everything in my Google calendar to make sure that things are actually spaced out to even like my lunch breaks. So I kind of treat it as if I'm working a nine to five, have my lunch breaks time blocked in, and then making sure that everything else is time blocked around it for when I'm going to take my dog for a walk, when I'm going to have my lunch, all of my client meetings, my check-in times, etc. Training in the gym, seeing Gemma. Of course. Uh, <laughs> we are pretty much one. Yeah. We I don't share know the same what room. we did before yeah. knowing each other. We've spoken about that. But anyway, so for me to stay productive, I mentioned this multiple times, but if I don't have a goal and if I don't have structure, I feel quite lost yeah. and I really struggle with that. So I need, especially working from home, you know, you could sleep in or you could wake up. You could do emails at 6am or you could do them at 8pm like there's it's all up to you and Mm. I need some framework and some structure to really feel good about the end of the day knowing that I got a lot done and then also when I can clock off be happy with how things went yeah so for me your I think your morning routine's a bit more hectic than mine but at the moment my morning routine has essentially just been the first thing is getting to the gym and just either walking or doing a session which takes 45 to 60 minutes yeah and when I'm on the treadmill or before I start training I'll you know go through everything that I have to do for the day so I kind of set it up from there I always look at the start of the day what I have to do and write a list in terms of priority and then I also time block so if I have face-to-face sessions for example they're back to back I'm not having any awkward gaps in there and then I also plan and schedule my training and my walk outside or my walk of fin walking fin I make sure that's part of my calendar yeah and I also really get a sick satisfaction of ticking things and you also use your chronic crazy fucking alarms yeah I forgot. Yeah. If you Even guys, today, I think in like episode two, we mentioned this alarm thing and it's still happening. Do you know there's like, there's literally 70 alarms in here. Like I, you could keep going. I don't even want to know. But the those fact are, that they're like 11.31. Can 11:38. I just explain the alarms to you though? Because I know that, that <laughs> I know that that's wild. But if I have this whole time blocking, mm. I like to know, cool, that time's done. Now I'm going to do the next yeah. task. Like it just... It, makes it, adds, it stops it flowing over, but I do take it to an extreme level. And sometimes they're labeled. Like one of them says, get out of bed, bitch. I love the aggression. And then it comes out and I'm like, all right. I'm up. Previous I'm me wanted me to get up, so I'm getting up. So I'm, yeah. It works. And to the alarm thing, even though I'm giving you shit and I always give you shit yeah. about it, I love that about you. Yeah. And I do it it's as well. It's something I used to do when I was in uni, actually. So anyone who's listening who's a student or is um, studying at the moment, this is a little productivity hack that I used to do. So when I'm going through, let's mention this on the yeah, po- yeah. podcast, I'm doing a... ADHD diagnosis at the moment, right? So I've always struggled with actually sitting and concentrating and focusing on one one task. This could probably be a whole nother fucking podcast episode. But anyways, yeah. so what I did in uni is I used to set 30 minute timers on my phone. So I would study for 30 minutes and then I would reward myself with a 15 minute break. 
And that could be like getting on Instagram. It could be going on TikTok. It could, well, back then TikTok wasn't a thing, but like scrolling the internet, doing whatever, going outside, eating food, whatever it was. And then back. And then back after that 15 minute timer went off, back into 30 minutes. And I would do that over like, maybe two to three hours, depending on my workload and the study that I need to get to get done. Yep. But that really helped me with remembering information and also having a reward system. Yeah. I'm like a fucking dog, aren't I? I was literally like, thinking like a little hamster <laughs> on a wheel. <laughs> a little wheel. It's time to come <laughs> off. But yeah. yeah, so having that little, that's a little productivity hack if you guys want to use that. Yeah, I think it makes sense as well that if you do have, go for a walk, more fresh, more focused, more energy, then go back into study or work. I, I know that that's proven. There's yeah. studies that back that up, but we both do that and I'm sure we feel better for it as well. 100%. Okay, last question, yeah. which we kind of already answered and I didn't realize this was the, the second question. I should have that's, proofread and read ahead. That's fine. Um, what are your current morning routines? Even though you kind of mentioned yours, but go again. Yeah, I'll just say Monday to Friday would be at the moment working really well for me. First thing is getting up and going to the gym. I feel really good for the rest of the day. And I like that I don't have the lingering thought of getting it done at the end of the day. Because yeah. sometimes if things happen, I feel sad if it doesn't end up happening. So getting it done first thing in the morning, setting the tone for the rest of the day, writing a list. So in my notes section, I normally break up my day. I'll write, like for example, I said Tuesday the other day and I was like, what are some uplift things I wanna do? What are some life admin things? And then I ticked them off as I was going. Yeah. So that would be my morning routine to set up the flow for the rest of the day. And then ideally my phone would go on do not disturb at like five or six. Yeah. And then I would limit as much as possible kind of doing work yeah yeah love so my morning routine is waking up at 5 a.m i go downstairs <laughs> i cuddle my dog for like 10 minutes wakes up at 5 a.m like an actual <laughs> robot <laughs> reboots um wakes up 5 a.m goes downstairs cuddles my dog make myself a coffee and i read my book for 30 minutes so i'm like a massive bookworm um so i read my book for 30 minutes and then i will go back upstairs get ready do my skincare routine <laughs> Get in the car, drive to the beach and go for a 45 minute beach walk. I love this. Listening to a podcast or walking with a friend, grabbing a coffee. I love walking with a friend because honestly, it just makes your walk like so much quicker, so much easier. Getting nearly nearly 10,000 steps and you're done for the day. Um, and then obviously I will come home. And by the time I get home, it's usually like 9.30 in the morning. So I do all of this before or maybe like nine. And then I'll get stuck into work. And that's when I go into my calendar, look at my time block, what I have on for the day and pretty much fully send it smash it build my empire yeah absolutely we love that all righty guys i think that's the end i think that's it i like that just flows so well goodbye <laughs> no kidding <laughs> um no i it's good to be back i just wanted to say i love the questions and keep sending them through and i was really happy with first episode back I'm and we've so upgraded excited. we have so yep. if you guys do enjoy listening to our podcast you know what to do like follow subscribe all Love the it. things also head on over to our youtube channel because yes. we now have a fucking youtube channel which and is you can so sit with us and, and you, watch it. you can actually yeah. hang out put on your tv yeah i don't know wherever you watch your youtube from laptop ipad tv anything <laughs> goes around technologies. here make sure you do like and subscribe yeah. to our youtube channel as well and if you do enjoy our podcast you can find us on instagram at oil let's talk tiktok oil let's talk youtube oil let's talk coach Gemma, uplift movement kate morris underscore pt <laughs> we're and out that's it <laughs> bye guys bye guys <laughs> <laughs>